Hiya! Um, and welcome back to Philosophy. This is episode nine of season two. And what I'm going to be doing is... I'm not so sure what I'm going to be doing on this painting right now. Um, I think I'm going to continue with the nose thing um, and see if I can add some detail there. But it's currently a bit wet, so... I think it might need to dry before I can add some more details on it, if that makes sense. Anyways, um, that's what's happening with the painting. What I'm going to be talking about is a topic that I am, I feel, an expert in, and that is kind of spiraling thoughts at night. You know those terrible thoughts where it just goes from one thing to another thing to another thing, and then you're crying for three hours and thinking you're never going to be happy and everyone's going to leave you? That's what I'm talking about. The thing where you're going to get fired and abandoned and it's all going to go horribly. And I just... I've been in this situation so many times where I've had these thoughts at night and then I've woken up in the morning and gone, what the hell was that? That was embarrassing and obviously not true and so unreasonable. And so I thought, why do I never spiral so bad during the day? And what is it about nighttime that um, allows me to go into a state of complete and utter unreasonableness to a level that I cannot even describe that for some reason the sun doesn't allow me to do? So I have my theory on this, my personal theory on why this happens. And I wanted to share it with you today um, and kind of tips and things that I've used to stop myself from spiraling into insanity during the nighttime. If you're also the kind of person who tends to do this after 2 p.m., just like, yeah, <laughs> maybe this will help. So let's get into it. So if we start by kind of defining what I'm talking about, um, I saw this this tweet the other day that said something along the lines of, um, I just don't, should never trust my thoughts after a certain hour. And I was like, that is me. That is literally me because I am a completely different person at nighttime. Um, especially if I'm like semi-stressed already and I'm having a difficult time. If, you know, I'm Cinderella because clock strikes a certain hour and I, I've i just lost it. I have no self-esteem. I hate my life. I don't see a way out of anything. And I am just like spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. And I don't know how to pull myself out of this state very often where I will completely go like, oh my God, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And um, and I, I, I genuinely in the moment believe that everything that I'm thinking is true. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that everything that I'm thinking, that I'm the most unworthy person in the world and that my life is awful and there's nothing happy for me. And um, I, I genuinely am convinced that everything is just unfixable, unredeemable, terrible, awful. And somehow I've had this realization at 3 a.m. Somehow I didn't realize this during the day. I never realized this before, but somehow I've got this insight at this hour that just allows me to see just how bad things really are. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So I've been thinking that there, there are obviously a few factors here that I've realized beforehand. Like for example, you're quite isolated. And especially if you live alone like me, um, 3am, you're just going to be with yourself. And I guess that isolation really um, exacerbates this and makes it difficult to pull you out. And I think the difference for me is that there's nothing to pull me out of the state at night. So what I mean by that is, for example, and the reason that I think I am, I sober myself up very fast in the morning where I, I feel like, oh, okay, obviously that's not true. I'm fine. Um, and I think, why could I not do this so easily last night? And I think the reason for that is that there's just so many things to, there's so many grounding elements during the day that are missing in the night. 
And what I mean by ground, grounding element is, for example, someone like the 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 garbage man picking up the trash from in front of your house. That's a gr- grounding element because it kind of brings me back down to earth going, oh, the earth is still going round. Things are still happening. Um, it's fine. That's a grounding element. Seeing, hearing a train pass, seeing people get on and off a train for me is a grounding element because it shows, okay, um, it's not that bad. The life still goes on. Um, seeing just birds and trees and seeing people walking down the pavement is a grounding element for me because it, it no matter how crazy and how drastic and how um, awful I think my life will be when I see these things, I kind of get brought right back down to earth and go, oh, okay, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And I think at night, all these things are missing. At night, there's a pure isolation where there's nothing where the imaginary scenarios that I have going on in my brain can actually come true because they're not interrupted by any real life event happening around me. So um, because there's no real life events, I just go, I can picture it. I can picture it so vividly. And if you're also a person who struggles with a very vivid imagination, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's probably all the kind of fictional books that we read when we were younger, because I can genuinely picture in my mind the worst case scenarios for myself and I can make them happen. I can experience, I'm experiencing them. I'm not just picturing them. It's so awful how vivid one's imagination can be. Um, and and so I think this, th- this lack of interruption in the, in the daytime, like for example, if you're having a breakdown in your house and you're with your family and your mom is cooking, no matter how awful you think things are, when she's shouting at you, hey, Elizabeth, just like, can you do the dishes, please? Or hey, help me chop up the onion. That's such a grounding thing because if if I'm spiraling completely out of control and I'm, then I'm being told to chop up onions, I can't make these two things happen at once, if that makes sense. The onion will bring me back down to earth. The onion will kind of say that, okay, I can feel something. I can sense something. The world is going on at its normal pace. It's not this crazy kind of war in my mind. It's not this crazy tragedy. Things are fine. And if you are at night, there's nothing to do that for you. There's you're, there's no limit to your imagination. You can go wild and farther and farther and farther. And if like me, you have like that vivid imagination, we can just make it all happen. It's all coming to life and there's nothing to stop it. There's nothing to bring it back down. And I think that is where things become extremely, extremely dangerous. And I think that's kind of my personal theory on why nighttime thought spiraling is so awful because there's nothing to ground you. And I found this even when I moved out on my own, immediately I realized that, oh no, I'm spiraling worse when I do spiral. I did have peace for so many other things. I think moving out has been kind of the best choice that I ever made in my life. And I would definitely make it again and again. And um, I already now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to live alone again. Um, And I really miss living alone. But I think one huge negative consequence of living alone is, um, especially when you're younger and you're you're not that, at least for me, I was not that control of my emotions or I could um, spiral easier. It was very difficult for me when I would have my little breakdowns to bring myself back to earth and to bring myself back to reason. Um, That became quite difficult. And I think it was the lack of these things. So now what are my tips? Because these things still happen to me. They definitely still happen. There are still times where I, um, where I end up spiraling quite bad, um, during the night, especially if there's a lot of things. And I think there's many factors that lead to this. Um, I talked in an earlier podcast this season about, um, kind of 
binge purging behavior at night in terms of time spent with myself. So if I have been purging for too long, if I've been restricting myself, um, my thoughts for too long. And what that means is I've been not allowing myself to process my thoughts. I've not been allowing myself to spend time, uh, to take time off. And I've kind of accumulated a very strong need for processing things. That need might then exhibit itself as a very strong binging behavior where it's 4am and I can't go to sleep because I'm just processing thoughts that I've been kind of shoving in the background and not allowing myself to go through for a very long time. So um, if I have this situation, I kind of recognize it. The first thing is just acknowledging what's happening um, and also stepping out even enough to go, oh, I, I've, this is crazy. Um, and realizing that, okay, this is not, this is not reasonable. And it's hard to argue reasonably with yourself. But I think even just realizing, even a tiny voice in my head realizing that, okay, maybe I'm taking this too far um, at this point. Um, and that is enough for the first thing to do. And the second thing is realizing that there are these grounding elements and you want to be grounded. And I don't have a television actually, but I think it would be really cool, good to turn on the TV um, or it would be really good to kind of turn on YouTube or turn on something that is very, very normal for you um, that can bring you back to to normality. If you're just seeing the, well, the news might be actually quite tragic and make you feel worse at the moment. But um, if you can just watch something that will make you feel that the world is still going on and that things are still continuing and it's not um, it's not as tragic and devastating as you think it is. I think that can kind of compensate for daytime, uh, for the, the daytime things that would ground you back. I think um, going through text messages with a close friend of yours is a good way to do this because it can also show you that one, you have people around you, which is very important at this time. Um, and two, if your conversations earlier in the day were normal or average, um, when if you have a conversation around what you had for lunch, for example, if you had a very, very average conversation, I think it's good to look at that because that also brings you back to that onion scenario where you are just being brought back to earth and um, spiraling less with the scenarios that you're building up in your mind. And another thing I think that I find helpful is to go, can I text this to my friend? And very often when I ask myself this, the answer is no, <laughs> it's very stupid. And then if, if, if I feel that I can't text this to a friend, then, um, it probably means that it's kind of crazy. And what I mean is I actually, with my close friends, I can text them anything and I've texted them absolutely crazy things that I think are true. But I say, Hey, I'm feeling as if X, Y, Z. While in my mind, I think it's true when I say it to a friend, there I go, well, that's not true, Elizabeth. I'll go, well, yeah, I know it isn't true. So I'll have to say, I feel as though X, Y, Z was true. So firstly, if you, if the thought of texting your current thoughts, if the thought of texting, I'm going to get fired tomorrow and then everyone is going to abandon me and I'm going to have no friends and I'm going to be um, completely broken and I, no one will ever love me. If the thought of texting this to your friend makes you feel like that's a bit cringe, they're going to go, no, that's not true. Then you probably know it's not true, if that makes sense. So even doing that mental exercise for a second might slightly help um, and has definitely helped me. Um, texting it anyway, just do that because you're going to be embarrassed enough in the morning and you're going to have that conversation with a friend in the morning and then you both can know that you're having a rough time and you can deal with it differently. So I think kind of reaching out to people definitely in that state is quite helpful uh, because it one it it also helps you capture and it's kind of a way for you to work in the future too and kind of capture your thoughts in the moment where you can go, okay, I see how I felt last time that this happened or I see where my thoughts can take me um, and I see that I can be convinced of something completely because it's easy to forget the thoughts that we have 
But if you capture the, the, the worst ones in the moment and you send them to someone that you really, really trust, you can then have proof to go, I see how unreasonable I can get. I'm scary unreasonable when I'm very, very hurt. I'm scarily unreasonable at 4am in the morning. Um, I can be, I know this of myself. So the next time that it happens, you have this proof of going, I know that sometimes I'm a very unreasonable person and this is just one of those moments and this is fine. Um, so I think even this realization massively, massively helps for me. Um, and yeah, so that would be kind of my recommendation um, around this and not to go back in circles, but I think that's where it comes from. I think that this lack of grounding, I think this lack of elements to pull you out of things can lead to spirals that feel so true in the moment, that feel so reasonable in the moment, but then in the light of day feel absolutely crazy and you realize that they're not true. And I think being more intentional about these when they happen can at least in my case, has helped me, has helped empower me going, oh, I, I realize what's happening here. And um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm aware of it. I'm just observing my thoughts rather than experiencing my thoughts. I'm just observing, let, let, let me go. Like, let me, fine. Let me, let my mind go where it wants to go. Um, and I'll go, okay, that's great that you feel this way, Elizabeth. That's just, yeah. Um, obviously that's not true. And then I'll text it to a friend. I might turn on um, some a grounding element, which might be some music in the background. It might be uh, a movie in the background. I think movies are really, really helpful for this, actually. Um, so turning on a movie in the background and kind of just anything that can help you realize that the world is still spinning in the way that 3am doesn't allow you to do, but the day would allow you to do. So can you make it closer to daytime in terms of sense stimuli around you? Of course, this wouldn't help with sleeping, but um, in terms of calming you down, if you're already at the stage that you are way beyond sleep because of the amount of anxiety that you have. Um, and also when it comes to kind of getting in this position to start with, I think it is closely tied to um, denying yourself, like processing of your thoughts over a long period of time. Um, at least for me, when I have denied myself um, kind of thought processing, then it kind of tends to lead to situations where it all comes crashing down at night and I have to deal with them. I don't think I can run away from my thoughts because they will manifest themselves um, in various different ways. And you, you, to be honest, a 3am spiral is a healthy way of my thoughts manifesting because they could manifest in so many more toxic ways than that. So that's kind of like the safer end of the spectrum of thoughts to manifest. And I think it's just a good single that, okay, I've kind of been ignoring my needs for a very long time and there's things here that need to be addressed. So I acknowledge that. I accept it. Um, I think there's this heartbreaking thing of going, oh my God, my day is going to be ruined tomorrow. And I definitely tend to think that oh, I have to be so unproductive because I'm going to be so tired. But I just accept it. It's happened before. It will happen again. It's fine. It's genuinely fine. I'm going to be a bit less productive tomorrow. Maybe have like a coffee or something. And that's absolutely okay, I think. Um, so yeah, that tends to be some of the ways that I see this. And also it kind of goes back into that binge purging behavior of if this is happening very often or if this is happening a lot for me, it's just a very strong body signal that I've been denying myself some essential needs here that potentially will need to be addressed soon. Um, so whenever I can't sleep, I go, okay, yep, you definitely need to start writing things down. You definitely need to analyze what the hell is going on because this is not okay. And that's fine. Um, then it's a good prompt for me to kind of 
go back to my exercises, for me to go back to thinking um, and for me to do more things that make me happy, potentially take more of a break. And whenever I get little prompts in my mind to start thinking about the situations that I'm in, to actually follow those rather than ignore them, which I tend to do very often. So yes, that is how I handle my um, kind of... (laughs) I want to say early morning at this point or late night thoughts um, when they start spiraling and how I tend to compartmentalize them. So um, yeah, I think they are, they happen because of a lack of grounding and a lack of reality and a lack of stimulation from the world to show us that the world still goes on. And I think actually, um, just on a last note here, there is this part in, I think it's The Waves, um, a Virginia Woolf book that was, I think it's the part of the book that I remember the most, is when someone dies and their friend looks out the window, I think, and is very, very frustrated because he can see that the world is still going on. Um, Nothing has changed. People are still walking down the streets. And I think there's this beautiful description of their frustration with the fact that the world doesn't stop and that things still happen despite his inner state. And I feel that there's this almost guilt that he's feeling, that he's being grounded. I think this is kind of the opposite, where this person wants to spiral, this person wants to feel the pain, wants to be allowed to feel, not feel guilty because they're not grieving their friend, but they want to grieve their friend the most that is possible. And they're frustrated because the world is grounding them and the world is showing that it's continuing and that they're not allowed to do this. And I think this just captures the exact same the exact same observation. I think if it was late night, that friend would be able to grieve so much more effectively. They would be able to cry and they'll be able to scream and they would be able to get frustrated and go through all the pain of grief of losing someone important to them because there would be nothing grounding them. But experiencing grief in the daylight, experiencing grief around people buying bread, experiencing grief around children praying on the street is very difficult because they don't allow you to. They, they 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 bring you back to reality. And I think that's something that we can do with ourselves when we don't want to experience negative feelings. When we don't want the pain, we can bring ourselves back to reality by surrounding ourselves by these things. And when it happens that we don't have them, put a movie on in the background or put some light music on in the, the friend, go through something normal. Um, and whenever this is happening, go through texts with a friend, go through something safe, go through something normal in order to kind of create a scenario where you're not allowed to spiral because you don't want to. If you want to spiral, that's fine. I think spirals sometimes are fine. (laughs) They're okay. Um, We allow ourselves to do it. We get the tears out and then we realise, oh, that was stupid. So I think there's a perverse pressure in a safe spiral and that can be absolutely fine. But if it's kind of blocking your life and if you don't want it there, then I think that these tips will hopefully also help you kind of have less of them if that's what you want to do. But yeah, um, I think I'm going to end this podcast here. And oh, no, one last thing I want to say about this is listen to something nice before you go to sleep. Um, I find that this really helps me. So I like to listen to Harry Potter every night before I go to sleep, or uh, recently I've been listening to more philosophical books before I go to sleep. And it kind of puts me in this peaceful mindset of kind of accepting everything that's been going on in the day. And I really like falling asleep to that. It definitely helps because I'm the sort of person that definitely struggles with sleeping. Um, So yeah, that's just uh, a last tip if that. Just download one audiobook that you really like and play it on repeat. I'd probably listen to A New Earth, like... Yeah, I listen to that on repeat almost every night or Harry Potter. So 
those tend to be my jam but whatever it is for you I think that also helps with kind of not spiraling being distracted if you need to be and um, until you get to the place where you've actually fulfill those needs during the day and when they are there in a space that you can deal with them properly so that you don't feel the need to kind of binge on thoughts during the night. But yeah, um, I'm done with her for now. Um, I think she's going to need to dry a bit more before I continue the nose bit there. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to leave this here for the day and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Be kind to yourself and others and don't believe everything you think. Thanks, bye.